Buck 92.3 FM and AM 830 is WMMI Shepherd Mount Pleasant. Welcome to Spock Sports Show, presented locally by Barbary Law Firm. Let's look inside this week's local sports scene with your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and Spock Sports Show Podcast at MyMichiganPodcast.com. We are brought to you by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Know somebody out there, personal injury, car accident claim, Joe is the man to talk to. Don't got to call some 1-800 number and talk to some people you don't even know. You can talk to Joe and he will know. How about that rhyme right there? And if you want to be treated like family, not a number, that is also the place to go to. And speaking from experience, there, Joe was my brother's divorce lawyer, just did a great job helping him out. Any legal need you have, Joe is the man to call. And Barbary Law Firm, every case they take, they take personally. All right, kind of an in-between week here or weekday here. Tomorrow night, our high school basketball coverage starts off. The girls' hoops, Mount Pleasant versus Shepherd. So we'll start being back live at the Bird Bar and Grill as that season gets rolling. And a quick fall recap, congratulations to the Sacred Heart Academy volleyball team. Check out that podcast with the champions last week in Spock Sports Show. And also, congratulations to the Gladwin Flying G's taking home that D5 football championship, besting Frankenmuth 10-7 on a last-second fourth-quarter field goal. All right, this week on Spock Sports Show, it's all about Mount Pleasant basketball. Coach Shell, Coach Jackson, or Coach DeRussia in with me to chat about all things Mount Pleasant girls and boys basketball. Let's get right into it. Chris Bachman here with you all on Spock Sports Show. Basketball season, well, starting tomorrow, Shepard, Mount Pleasant girls. Here with Mount Pleasant head basketball coach, or boys basketball coach, Coach Dan Shell. And Coach kind of made, you know, if you hear the noise in the background, gym class going on. We're doing this interview right towards the end of school. And it seems like it's been a long time since we had basketball season. It, it's only been a year, but does it seem a little bit longer to you? Like I've said, it, it, it always seems like a, a long break. You know, by the time you get in your off-season workouts and your conditioning and your off-season meetings and and just kind of getting back to where you get in the gym and, and get an organized something going, you know, so it's – it's always it's always time to go by the time it happens. You know, it's, it seems like forever, but all of a sudden it'll be here in a hurry. And this year, obviously, it's coming a lot quicker than normal with only having two weeks of preseason practice. So it's 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 coming and it's coming real fast. And huge senior class gone from last year. Maybe not you know an Ostrowski or a Mason with two yep. standout, but just a huge senior class gone. What, what's that like? Well, it's it, you're gonna you're especially the you know early you're gonna we're gonna feel that effect. You know, I mean, I, I was talking with somebody the other day. We've got four returners two of which really played substantial minutes. So you've got two kids that have got a lot of versions. And that's Klein Brodchuk, right? That'd be Brodchuk and Barbie. Oh, Barbie. Oh, that's yep. right. All right. Yep, yep. yep. And then I got Klein and, and Polk, uh, who didn't play a whole lot last year. So you've got a real inexperienced group that's going to have to learn on the fly because they haven't had those experiences. And not only that, but you don't have the practice time coming into it. You know, it's, it's a little bit similar to last year as far as coming off that COVID year where you just kind of everything was funny and you didn't quite get the preseason stuff well these guys have had the preseason stuff they just haven't had now the in, in-season game experience which is gonna it's gonna play a, a part you know it's gonna play a part especially early until those guys develop those roles and responsibilities and when that's gonna come with it so yeah and barbie not on the football field so i guess he kind of you know missed from me there for a minute what do you expect from him this year because he was somebody that he was very new to the team last year and we talked about that that senior class that you had just a ton of guys that had played together a lot I imagine he's going to, you know, in 
seemed like the more the year went on, the bigger and bigger his role got. And he just yep. very aggressive on offense that you just have to love. He is, for sure. And and, and I think, you know, my, my oldest son, Josh, was in practice last night. And, and he says, this is going to be the epitome of what he is this year. He says, God, Dad, he just looks like he's in better shape. I mean, he just looks better. And he has. And, and, and that, that was the comment. Is last year, look, he had kind of a, I don't want to say a gumpier body, but he was just still a baby. And he's worked really, really hard to so give credit where credit's due. He's, you know, he's spent a lot of time in the weight room um, kind of changing his body and, and knowing that there's going to be a bigger role. And if he has any aspirations to play after this year, he's going to have to do that. And he did it. So give him credit. And, and I think – I think that's going to carry over, and you're going to see that in his play. Now, the hard part's going to be is he doesn't have Drew Pareda and Ryan Gottlieber and Corey Davis and, and, and all these other kids that went along with it of those, you know, Owen Watusik, uh, uh, all these seniors that were there that there's going to be a lot more attention on him. You know, where last year he could kind of flow under the radar a little bit and maybe get a lesser defender on him and, and get a little bit better matchup. Well, guess what? This year that's not going to happen. So it's he's going to, you know, he's going to have some – some learning curves just like everybody else just because like you said as the year grew his role grew well it's not growing now it's coming right in like he's going to be expected to do a lot and one of the things that I I just kind of noticed more and more with this game nowadays you know I'm even guilty of it I do the between the legs dribble all that he doesn't mess around he just he just wants to get to the rack he just wants to create contact he just wants to make it happen yeah and where last year I think his physical and abilities at time, you know, he'd make the contact. He just couldn't finish as well. And I think this year, I think we're going to see a little bit difference that because he's so much bigger and stronger. I, I think the finishing, you know, even like yesterday, I call it day one practice because we had, you know, we had uh, tryouts for the first part of the, of the week. And then finally we got our team together. And yesterday was our first official practice. And, and he, you know, and he went right at shake line one time right in his chest. And I'm like, oh, like, it's there, you know, it's, 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 it's different. So we'll see. I mean, bottom line is we got a lot of pieces that need to be figured out and, and, and a real, real short window of time to, to get there. So, and, uh, Logan Baroda, Chuck going to end up being a three-year starter in this program. And when I think of three-year starters in this program, I think of Joel Ostrowski, Tyler Huneman, Mason Matuzic, some really, really outstanding yep. players. So his expectations obviously going to be ginormous this year. I'll say, and I don't, I don't, he's not a kid that's afraid of that. No, no, I think, you know, first and foremost, this is year number two, really with full goal, right? He started for us last year as a sophomore, and, and then you look at the other part of the growth, he's the starting quarterback under Coach McIntyre, who has super high expectations, especially on that position, right? So he's he's weathered the storm from the coaching staffs, and he understands how to take some criticism, and and and... And he should take another jump this year. I mean, he, he's a good player. You know, he's, he's, he's athletic. He's long. He shoots it. You know, that's going to be the step for him is can he shoot it more consistently than he did last year. Yeah, and he never backed down last year going up against some, some I don't even want to say stronger seniors, but some bigger kids, some bigger seniors, wasn't afraid to take it right to him. Like I said, looking for that next step this year, maybe a little bit more from him on the perimeter, except shooting the ball. Yeah, I think so. I, he, he's not a back-to-the-basket kid. You know, that that doesn't mean that all of a sudden we get a mismatch that we won't use that. But he's more of a face-up kind of kid off the dribble, pull-up jump shot, get to the rim. Um, and and like I said, just he's got to consistently make shots. Where last year he was a little bit more consistent, but we didn't need him. We didn't need him all the time. Well, this year we're going to need that. And, and you know, I, I, I made the example again to my son last night. I said, we lost a game this summer to a team by like seven or eight, and he didn't shoot it well at all. 
Well, the next day we play the same team. We beat him by 25. He shoots it. And he shoots it. And that's the difference because he, it's not just about him scoring. When he makes shots, he opens it up for everybody. You know, he's kind of the one that can stir the drink a little bit because of the mismatches that he has. Yep. So Barodachuk, Barbie, Klein, Polk, those are the four guys back from last year. Who are some of the new faces we're going to see out on the floor? Well, and obviously, and then, you're, you're still getting this under your belt, too, to give you a little bit of a break. Yeah, no. So, you know, you, you got those four kids coming back, and then you've got seven new. You know, you've got Easton Day, who was a, a sophomore, or was a sophomore who was a freshman on JV last year. He's going to come up and, and play a major role with the ball in his hand. We got a senior transfer from Roseville, um, Monty Green. Um, really athletic, um, can do some things. He's just way behind as far as learning our – System. Our system, you know, so depending on how quickly he can catch on with some of that will make a huge impact of the impact, especially early he has, right? And then you've got some other kids off the JV like Carter Dole, um, uh, Chip Hovey, uh, Shea Klein. You know, Shea's big. He's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, long. Um, and then you got like Jarrett Kremsrider. And then we have, we have a, <laughs> which is the first one I've ever had, we have a foreign exchange student that's going to play for us from Italy. All right. Um, I've nev- never had one make a team before. So uh, Carlo, uh, Carlo is our, our foreign exchange student from Italy, and, and so we're fighting a little bit of a language barrier and, and, and some other things. But, but, but it's definitely got some of that, what I would consider European game. He really shoots it pretty well and does some other things. You, you know, a few years ago, I'm going to draw a blank on the name, but Youngster for Sacred Art Academy came in and was a foreign exchange student, ended up playing a, a pretty big role for them. And I, I remember I think he hit three big threes in a Beale City game. And so these guys come in and they, they can play a big role for you if they're capable of doing it. Like I said, it's just, just about overcoming. Like I said, talk about mining, learning the system, kind of the same yeah. thing for him. And you got that language barrier that makes it just, just a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's exactly what I said earlier. We have so many new parts. It's how fast can we get get to where we got to get to, you know, because you're talking a senior transfer, a foreign exchange student, and all these kids off the JV. Now, the JV's transition will be a little bit easier because Sam and I do the same stuff, right? They at least have been taught the same defenses, the same, not necessarily all the same offensive plays, but they, the same concepts, right? So their transition's not going to be as big, but at the same token, now the game's a whole lot faster. It's, it's, this isn't JV basketball anymore. So the faster we can get them there is going to identify the success we have. And, and, and we have to get better. We're, we're not very good right now. That's just the reality of it. Now, where we can get to, I, I don't know. But, but, but right now, we've, we've got some work to do. And now, number of seniors this year on the team. Well, you, we got, you, you got to kind of count them up, I think, on your yep. hand there. Yeah. So we've got the three returning seniors. With Barbie, Klein, and Polk. Yep, and then you've got Kremsrider's a senior. Um, Green is a senior, and then um, uh, I, I guess Carlo is considered a senior. All right, yep, yep. So, so it's still a decent number of seniors out yep. there, and I always feel like that matters once you get to the playoffs and the, these kids know it just might be their last moment out there. Yep. And you go way back, you know, 18 and 5, 27, 18, 2018, 2019, 19 and 2, 20 and 1, and oh boy, I think that's something you and I are always going to. What yep. if about, too, that team you guys had, only team you lost to was Grand Blank, and if you would have faced them again, it would have been here on this home floor. You yep. have, yeah, I paid quite a bit of attention to that. I was, we, we were ready for that one to come back around. And the COVID year, 5-7, and seven, like I said, you guys just didn't get to see the floor a whole lot. 17-5 and five last year, I feel like it was a nice big surprise. Are you kind of at that point, and I'll compare it to Coach Mack with, with the football team, that these guys get out there and they just expect to get to double-digit wins almost every year? Well, I mean... I- Obviously, as a coach, that's something we shoot for, right? I think consistency happens 
because first and foremost, you got a good program. You know, I, I got really good freshman coaches and JV coaches. I've got seventh and eighth grade coaches who are buying in. We've got the Mount Pleasant Basketball Club run by Bob Somerville, who who does a great job getting kids opportunities to play. And then, and not only just opportunities to play, but they they try to do our stuff. You know, the the the, the faster we can get kids onto our stuff, the easier it is for me. That's just the reality of it. And so, yeah, we've had some success at the varsity, but. That doesn't happen unless I have those under under it's, undergrads. It's a trickle trickle down effect, you, or trickle you, up effect. I'll you, say no. You got that right. It's it's you know I'd love to take all the credit, but the reality is my job becomes easy when the guys below me do their job. You know, and I've been really really fortunate in the the time that I've been here to have a bunch of guys to do that. And when I saw Coach Taylor's coach of the JV just a few minutes ago, I was kind of joke with him. So you can't leave. He says, "Well, JV's a good good spot for me right there." He says, <laughs> <laughs> "And yeah. now, what are you expecting from the rest of the valley this year?" Well, I think the Valley's going to be really good. I, I think Davison is going to be really good. They were young, and, and obviously, the, you know, the, the coaching staff in there is really good. You've got, obviously, Graham Blank coming off of a state uh, championship run again, you know, lost in the finals or whatever it was. And and then you go Saginaw and Arthur always good. Heritage may be the best team in the Valley. All right. I mean. Which is, which is wild. It's which a little is, wild to say. Well, bottom line, they, to, to, to me, they have the best player in the league. Tyler Odie is the best player in our league. He has the potential to be a star, and and I hate to say it, I'm glad to play him once, but that's the reality. He's a junior that's six six, can shoot the life out of the ball, is athletic. You know, he's got pedigree in his background with his mom and his dad, and and they've got athletes in that school. They always have had athletes in that school. They've never been able to get them to play, and if they can get that to happen, I'm telling you, that is a scary group of kids right there that you go, whoa, because you and I both know you look at historically teams that make big runs, they have a star. Yep. And they have a star. I mean, they have a kid that can go out and score 40 points in any given night. And in particular, when you have a 6-6 six, six star, too, that, that really does it for you because, you know, I, I can shoot the ball a little bit still, but I'm 5'8". You get out there and play tough D on me. You're 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. It's, it's going to be tough for me. You get a guy your size that can shoot the lights out of the ball, he's just really difficult to well, stop. Well, and athletic, right? It's not, it's not like a big 6'6 six, six kid that you got to get the ball to. You can put the ball in his hands. He can go make plays by himself. You know, so, and then, you know, you got, obviously, you got Midland with a new coach without Kraus there, so what they're going to be, who knows? Midland Dow, new coach, who knows? Um, Bay City Western, I think, is on the upcoming. I thought they were really young and talented last year, and, and Mario's done a good job with them. Um, Bay City Central filled with athletes. And, it's it's and, kind of the same with Heritage. Are they going to play? Yeah, and all coming back. You know, I sit there and go, boy, I don't see a lot of games on our schedule that I sit there and say, ooh, there's a win. Well, and I'm going to get to that, too, because I look outside of that conference schedule. Freeland, Elma, Grand Ledge, TC West, Petoskey, Cadillac, all out of conference. Um, St. John's, Grand Ledge. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a meat grinder. It's, it's the toughest schedule I've had. Yeah, well, and it's one of those, two that you, you play this schedule. And, and districts this year, is it going to be the two Midlands, the two Bay Cities, and you guys? Should be. All right, and so you go into that district at 10 and 10, 11 and 9, you're going to feel okay because yep. that schedule you played is going to prepare you for the playoffs. And that's the great thing about high school baseball, high school basketball. You are D1. You play the, a lot of those. You know, you, you don't get that eight divisions like you do in football, but yep. you play up, you play up, and if you're playing your best basketball in March, anybody can make it happen. Yeah, and and, and you're gonna, we're going to get tested. We're, we're, it'll either it'll – either develop us into a team that's got a chance to make a run or it'll break us one, one of the two you know and that's to be determined that's that's the every year because the reality is it's not like uh we're gonna roll out the ball and beat eight teams it, that's not on our schedule 
I mean, we're going to have to compete. I, I don't have a game. Well, Shepard, who is probably the smallest school on our schedule. Yeah, well, that's all the way at the end of the year. We'll be there for that game. We but, played them in a double overtime game this summer. Yep, they go. Well, like I said, they got Dysinger, they got Eli Williams, they, they, they've got they've, Flannery, they've, they've got some players there. They've got some ability, right? Yep. So, so we have a dogfight there, and so we've we've got some games on our schedule that are are uphill battles for us that we're really going to have to to develop in order to give ourselves an opportunity to win. Yep, and. It seems like every year the one thing that you've been able to have, and it sounds like you're going to have again, you got nine, ten, or eleven. You get, you be able to throw everybody out there on the floor. You have confidence in them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's why they're on the team. If they're not, if, you know, if 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 you don't feel that way, it's it's hard to keep them on a the team. And the reality is, that's part of my job is to develop them. Now, their role may be to play one out of every three games. You know, that's the other part is is roles and how do we handle those. But so we'll see. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited for it. It's a new challenge. It's. It's, you know, I, I didn't I didn't think last year I'd even be in this position. You know, I was pretty sure last year I was done. You know, I was going to watch my daughter, McIntyre, you know, did some things to where I got to watch. We did some doubleheaders with some girls so I can get some opportunities to watch my daughter. So I'm, I feel pretty fortunate just to be here and, and have the opportunity to coach this team. And now it's just, can we figure some stuff out and try to win some games? <laughs> yep, and the last thing I'm going to ask you about, uh, Friday nights, uh, they ended a little bit earlier. I haven't been able to catch up with Brett Heibel and get a Grand Valley State University football update. And for people who don't know, your son is uh, transferred there. I believe he's redshirted this year, correct? Yep, correct. So he's redshirted this year, but you're wearing a you're wearing a uh, hoodie. I'm sure you've been following uh, <laughs> yep. a big, big rematch this weekend. Yep, big game with Ferris this weekend, and and it's going to be electric. That's the one thing I will say. I, I knew nothing of Grand Valley football before my son went there. But I will say that anybody who has not been to a Grand Valley football game, it's worth the price of admission. There's going to be a sold-out house there. There's going to be 17,000, 18,000 people there, and, and they love their football there. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's Grand Valley State, I mean, Grand Valley, Ferris State, they are two of the premier Division Two programs in yep. the country for people who don't follow it all that much. And so, Number you know, one and number two in the country early yeah, in the year. Yeah, all, all year long, and yep. Grand Valley was number two. Went to Ferris State, beat them real close game earlier this year. This yep. game now going to be at Grand Valley. When's it start? How can people watch? Well, that's a really good question. I think it should be a twelve o'clock start. All See, right. it's it's different because now it's, it's a playoff. playoffs. Yeah, yep. because normally they do seven o'clock evening games, but like last week they started at at, at one, I believe. So I may probably be a one o'clock start again. And 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 the best way to watch is to go. I'm just telling right, you, you that. Yeah. I, if right. you get an opportunity to go, and, and and you and you will not be disappointed. All right, Coach Shell. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week when you guys take on Midland for the opener. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Time for a break here on Spock Sports Show. Coming to you from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Every case they take they take personally when we come back i'll be joined by rachel jackson the girls varsity basketball coach from mount pleasant talk about their upcoming season and oh yeah also how it's not rachel jackson anymore rachel de russia that's coming up next spock sports show buck 92 brought to you by barberry law firm if you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do my attorney is joe barbary he can be yours too Hi, this is Joe Barber. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the Central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or God forbid a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. It's Joe Barbary, he can be yours too. 
Let's get back to all the talk at the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studio with Spock Sports Show right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Shows from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Again, interview earlier today with Coach Shell and Coach Jackson. Now, Coach DeRussia from Mount Pleasant Varsity Girls and Boys Basketball. If you missed it with Coach Shell, check out the Spock Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts or at mymichiganpodcast.com. Here's that interview with Coach DeRussia. Spock Sports Show here with Coach DeRussia, no longer Coach Jackson. Did I get that correct? You did, actually. All right, I'll give a little bit of credit to Coach Mack, too, when he <laughs> sent me the pharyntheticals when he sent me your information. And first of all, congratulations on, on getting married in this yes, past thank year. You. And I think congratulations as well. I feel like this is your first, like, real basketball team. I think you and I talked about a couple years ago that Katie Shell, Keelan Wheaton, and that grade was kind of the first group of girls that you were really able to teach and then coach. And I think you've kind of moved teaching jobs now as well. But does that make sense if I say this is your first team? It's hard to say that because I've had such good groups. But what's cool is I've been teaching long enough to have these kids come through from little fifth graders. And I coached all of the juniors and seniors at one point in seventh grade. So I've seen a bunch of different times and we've got some add-ons with um, some of those young kids. So it's hard to say the team, but it's fun when you've kind of seen them grow up. So yeah, I guess, yeah, that's a good way to say you've seen all these girls grow up now as well. And for the rest of the time that you're coaching here, it's, it's hopefully going to be that way. And that's the way you want it, is it? That's yeah. how you kind of build a program, I mm-hmm. feel like. And I, I feel like you told me you're at the middle school now. I believe you were at elementary last time I remember talking to you. What's up with that now, yeah, too? So the middle school um, has been the last, this is my third year. Uh, most, the biggest shift was elementary you got out later so we had to take the five to seven spot practicing and that was harder so now we can take the earlier shift it's just easier for the varsity girls to be able to go sooner and it's better for me too and now I kind of look at the same stuff that I was asking coach shell and I feel like there's a couple of these questions I could just kind of flip it around on you last year he graduated a huge senior class Mm -hmm. last year I think you graduated just miss Maddie Malino who was an incredible senior an incredible part of this program that you've been able to build but what's it like only having one senior gone pretty much everybody coming back I mean it's a good problem to have I mean you always want to have more than one senior but her class was not big into the basketball and she was actually a move in she moved in at her freshman year and made the varsity so that was kind of a interesting twist but it's awesome to have I don't think I've ever had a bench of like a solid 10 that we can even like play five on five we'd always have to pull up some JV kids and stuff like that so it's nice to have 12 13 um, we have 13 some playing back and forth with the JV too with the fifth quarter rule but it's great it's a great problem to have that, that was the next question I was guessing what JV freshman numbers how are those looking we've got 10 and 9 I believe all right what's well, hey, compared to what it was when you started coaching JV that's really really good some strong numbers yep. and you got quite a bit of experience back. Now, Keelan Wheaton didn't play last year, but I feel like she's still a very experienced player. Spent a lot of time playing as a sophomore. Katie Shell, now three- or four-year varsity player. Jordan Egger played a lot as a freshman. Got a McIntyre coming back. You got a lot of experience coming back from last year's young team. I said, similar to that last question, it feels, feels like you got to be in pretty good shape, right? I mean, we would hope so, right? I mean, yeah. we have Autumn, Lakin, Katie's been four years. Um Keelan's been four years minus last year, so she's kind of getting her feet wet a little bit, getting that. She's always competitive, always a fierce competitor, but just kind of getting her back under her for a couple, you know, from last year. And, you know, Jordy coming back this year, she's had, she had a great travel year, so she's come back solid. And I like to call Jordy a stud because she's worked so hard. So she's come, she's come a long way just in this last year. Yeah, and to talk a little bit about her older sister, if people don't know, she's now playing at Yale, going to be in her sophomore year. Just, kind of cool to think and you actually when I think about uh other players you've had go play Logan Ingram playing at 
Knowles, Lords, Lords University. Yep. And so you guys have had some great players here. But like I said, I feel like this is the first time, I'm just going to bring it up again, your team, quote unquote, you, you have a core here now. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense if I say it like that? Like I said, you've had those outstanding players from year to year, but you've had four seniors, two seniors, three um, How many seniors do you have on this year's squad? We'll graduate three this year, Katie, right. Asa, and Keelan. But we've had we had kids that kind of were with that group and thought it was best to kind of take a step back from it. But I mean, it's it's a great like I said problem to have the juniors that playing have played together since they were in fifth grade. Like Coach Mack, they did the travel and stuff, and Lakin and Autumn being up, you know. It's, they're all coming back together now. And now let's let's do a little bit of cheese here and talk about your coaches that you got underneath you with Coach McIntyre and uh, Jason Bubba McLean. You know, it's one of those that I, I cheese on Bubba every once in a while. I think varsity is the only sport where he's a head coach, but he coaches every single kid that's here in this school, I feel like. It and you could say like the it. same for Coach Mack, couldn't you? Yeah, and uh, so Mack this year is running the AD role. So we have a different freshman coach this year um, in Michelle and I mean, you can't not like a coach or a guy in general that is just an oiler through and through. Like, Bubba would coach anything that you ask him to coach, and he'll do anything that I ask, and it's just an awesome person to have on our staff. Yeah, and now, underclassmen this year up on varsity, are there any? Yep, so Jordy's back, Jordan Egger, um, Bella Colores is up, she's a sophomore, and then Ava Petrino. Um, she moved in this year, her dad's offensive coordinator at CMU for football, I think offensive. Um, so those three will be up in a couple of... What grade is she in, Ava? She's 10th grade as she's well. She's 10th grade as well. Yep, right. so we have three sophomores with right. us. And now the Valley, every year just ridiculously tough. Kind of the same thing I was just talking about with Coach Shell. It's a little bit different. You know, it's the Midlands, you know, kind of Saginaw Heritage with you guys. What are you expecting from other teams in the Valley this year? Honestly, it's been, this, I think, the second or third year we've played everybody once, and it's always a little bit different. Sometimes teams are up, sometimes they're down, sometimes you have injuries. I liked the old format. We played everybody twice kind of on our side, but it's also nice to see different competitions. So I know a lot of teams have graduated kids, and a lot of them are in the same boat that we are. So we're going and ready to win everyone. I, I like that attitude right there. And now... You, I imagine you guys have kind of the tough schedule like the Mount Pleasant boys do. So some Petoskey, some Freeland, some TC West outside of conference as well. I said to Coach Shell, it's got to be one of those things that you play this really tough schedule, and obviously you want to win as many games as you said, but you're going to be prepared when you get to March, aren't you? Absolutely. That's when you want to play your best. Yep. And uh, who are going to be in your guys' districts? Is it going to be the two Midlands and the two Bay Cities with you guys again? As far as I know. All yep. right. And the same old, same old. And you guys are going to have to be number one, number two to not go up against that Midland or Midland Dow. And so it's going to be very important for you guys to get off to a good start mm -hmm. tomorrow night in Shepherd. I will be there for that game. Do you know anything about this Blue Jays lady squad? I don't know a lot. I know they graduated most of their starters, couple kids, um, so I'm not really sure what to expect. I just looked at last year's film and crossed off the seniors, so we'll see what they do. <laughs> and pretty much, yeah, crossed it off a lot of people that were out there. I know yep. they're going to be athletic, probably going to try and pressure you guys a little bit, but you guys probably going to try and do a little bit of that same thing. And oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about Keelan Wheaton. Out for you guys last year, did a great job playing point guard as a sophomore. What's it going to be like to have her back in her senior year? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have her back. She's our little pistol. She's like another Lakin, but maybe a little bit worse in the best <laughs> way possible. Um, I've Her and I have had a couple conversations about where she needs to be to get back into it. I think she's finally coming into her own and realizing that her role might not be the same this year that it was when she was a freshman or sophomore just because we have so many more kids. So I'm excited to see how she can deal with the mental side of coming back from an injury because that's tough. Um, but she's been doing well for us, so we'll see what she can bring the next couple weeks. All right, and just kind of a overall expectations, yeah, it's still really early, but what are you hoping to see from this girls' team this year? Oh, gosh, I just want to see them gel in general. A lot of these kids have been brought up when they were younger, and we really – 
maybe not ready to bring them up as freshmen, you know, Autumn and Lakin and Keelan and Katie, you know, we were in situations where we didn't have numbers. So being able to have a group of kids where we can have a solid person go in and sub for them, give them a break, and then give them 100%, we're really looking forward to how they gel. You have a couple of those sophomores up. Like I said, you're not just throwing them into that situation of, hey, here's three sophomores. Go play 27 minutes for us. You have a little bit more prepared this year. All right. Anything else we should add to that? Coach DeRussia, I got to make sure I keep, I keep getting that right. And formerly Coach Jaxa, it's a, yes. not, not a coaching change Most well-known, most well-known, Jaxa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, all yep. right. That's all I got. All right, thanks Go so Oilers. much. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much, Coach. We'll see you tomorrow night for that game. Awesome, thank you. Another big thank you to Coach Jackson. Take some time to chat with me. That's going to wrap things up here on this edition of Spock Sports Show. Kind of the last in-between edition, converting from high school football, high school volleyball, over into high school basketball. We'll also be talking some wrestling as well, maybe some indoor track, maybe some cheerleading. It is high school winter sports season. We're going to be covering everything we can cover here on Spock Sports Show. If you're a coach out there listening, get a hold of me, Chris at WCZY.net. Get a hold of me, and we'll try and get you on the show. And a big shout-out to Joe Barberry and Bar. Barberry Law Firm. All the high school sports that we do come to you from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. We always talk about shopping local, staying local. He is doing that by supporting this show right here. So a big shout out to Joe Barberry. And whether it's a personal injury claim, divorce claim, car accident claim, or anything like that, if you have any legal need, they are the legal team to see. Again, make sure you join me tomorrow night. High school hoops getting underway. Mount Pleasant girls at Shepherd next week. Mount Pleasant boys hosting Midland. Shepherd boys hosting Claire. Then that next Monday, the 12th of December, Beale City Sacred Heart. The Backyard Brawl, girls' basketball version. We'll be coming to you live from there, from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios at Sacred Heart Academy for Spock Sports Show and that girls' high school basketball game. It's going to be a lot of fun, and Santa's going to be there that, that, that night, too. A lot of cool things happening with Sacred Heart Academy. and catch up Mary Kay Yonker and the crew there to talk about that in the Mid-Michigan matter soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to Spock Sports Show. Be back with you next week, same place, same time, Buck 92, 7 p.m., and you can find Spock Sports Show wherever you get your podcasts or head to MyMichiganPodcast.com.